Welcome to part two and the conclusion of this message by the Godly Reflection Network USA titled Three Important Things About Prayer How to Pray What to Expect When We Pray and How to Act After We Pray Our second Old Testament text about prayer is 1 Kings 18, 36-39 Here prophet Elijah this time prayed and again God answered immediately. It came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, that is Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Let me point out some important things about the prayer and how God responded so we can incorporate them into our prayer life. Elijah prayed the right way and acknowledged God for who he is. He prayed for the right reasons with boldness and confidence. He prayed in public at the right time and in the right place. Yes, it is acceptable to God for us to pray in public if we do so for a public matter, not for a personal or private one. God answered promptly by fire and honored Elijah's request. And what he had asked God in his prayer in verse 36, that God should confirm that he was acting as his servant and at his command. Because of God's response, the people acknowledged and worshipped God in verse 39, just as we saw in our first example in Genesis 24. Hebrews 4.15 tells us that because of Christ our High Priest, we should come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace in our time of need like today. We can do so individually or corporately as Christians, church or nations. But the only way we can appropriate the help-giving grace is by faith and confident prayer based on God's Word. On a 17-hour flight from the United States to South Africa, a country I had never been to before, and on a mission to which the Lord sent me, I prayed at 4 a.m. on the plane 
while almost everyone else slept, and said, Lord Jesus, I come to talk with you, to ask and to receive answers for the direction and guidance concerning this mission on which you have sent me. I ended my prayer and immediately entered into a period of silence with my eyes closed to listen for his voice and response. Then the Lord responded, and I started writing down what I heard his voice say to my spirit. He answered my questions, provided the clarity I sought, and gave me the substance of what I was to preach. Incredible. But this is not unique to me. There are many similar accounts in the Bible, and other true servants of God in our generation can testify of the same. By this message and your action of faith to wait upon the Lord after you pray, may He respond to your prayers promptly as well. And may you also hear his voice as he does. Prayer with a focus on the New Testament Our first New Testament passage is Luke 11, 2-13. Here a disciple of Jesus asked him to teach them to pray, and he gave them what is called the Lord's Prayer. Verse 2 Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This verse acknowledges and reverences God. Verse 3, give us day by day our daily bread. This teaches us to ask God for our actual life needs not outlandish desires that do not have anything to do with the real purpose of our lives and God's kingdom agenda on the earth. Verse 4 sets a significant requirement we must meet in order for God to grant our supplication or accept our praise or worship. We must forgive. Because we are often guilty of unforgiveness, we do not receive many things we pray for, although God is willing and able to give them to us. This is serious. Today, do what you must do. Forgive anyone against whom you have a real or perceived grudge. Then pray sincerely and ask God to forgive you of your sins also. The Lord's Prayer ends with two significant things that only God can do. One, keep us away from temptation. And two, deliver us from the evil one. May the Lord do so for us in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke 11, 5-8, Jesus goes deeper and uses a parable to expand on the prayer he just taught his disciples and reveal that persistence is sometimes necessary when we pray. 
say sometimes. Jesus said to them, Which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet, because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. The lesson here is that sometimes, in order for God to grant our supplication, we have to be persistent in our request. Note, I did not say, in order for God to answer, I said, grant, because they are different. Answering also includes God saying no, or yes, but wait. The friend said no, but because of the supplicant's persistence, he changed it to yes. In verse 9 to 13, Jesus assures us that our righteous and persistent supplication will be answered, tells us how to go about it, and what our expectation should be. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Jesus concludes and ties everything together beautifully, teaching us to see God as we see good earthly fathers, but to see Him as immeasurably better, more loving and more capable. We must learn to see, know, reverence and approach God with the same expectation and assurance of provision that a child has of their loving and capable earthly father. Truly I say to you, God is not the distant, unloving, and unresponsive caricature we portray Him to be. Our second New Testament passage is Mark eleven twenty-four to 25 it reveals how to be in right standing with God when we pray and what our expectation should be when and after we pray. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, 
If you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. In order to obtain a favorable response from God when we pray, we must first believe, that is, demonstrate faith in His ability and willingness to give us what we are praying for. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You see, faith is belief that is acted upon. Without the demonstration of faith, we cannot please God and cannot expect Him to grant our supplication because it would not be based on what pleases Him, faith. To God, faithlessness is in the same category as disobedience, and He never rewards disobedience. Faith is paramount in all things spiritual, and without it, we cannot even approach God. Toja in his book, The Pursuit of God, writes, Faith will get me anything, take me anywhere in the kingdom of God. But without faith, there can be no approach to God, no forgiveness, no deliverance, no salvation, no communion, no spiritual life at all. Have you ever prayed or know someone who has and asked God for something saying, If it be thy will... I am sure many of you have or know someone who has. The anointed preacher F.F. Bosworth says in his book, Christ the Healer, that such a prayer does not plant the imperishable seed of the Word of God, but rather destroys it because it shows uncertainty and ignorance about God's will concerning the matter. Mark 11.25 reiterates what Jesus teaches in the Lord's Prayer, that we must be in right standing with God when we pray. That is, we must forgive and remove unforgiveness from our hearts so God can forgive us and respond favorably to our supplication, praise or worship. Our final passage, Mark 1, 40-42, addresses the issue of uncertainty and doubt when we pray. Now, a leper came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. The first thing Jesus did after hearing the leper's supplication was to correct him and remove his uncertainty. In fact, the leper's supplication shows he was sure Jesus was able to heal him. But his problem was that 
he doubted whether Jesus would be willing to do so. Jesus knew that the leper's uncertainty or doubt, that is, his unbelief about his willingness to heal him, had the power to prevent the man from receiving his miracle. Say, uncertainty is doubt. Doubt is unbelief, and unbelief prevents the flow of the power of God to meet my need. So Jesus, merciful and gracious, addressed the issue promptly and removed it from the equation. He told the man he was willing to heal him, then proceeded to do so by his touch and by his spoken word. Let me conclude by summarizing the main elements of the message. When we pray, we must do so on the basis of God's word and in accordance with his will revealed in the Bible. We must always state the basis on which we are approaching God in prayer, and the only proper way is to do so in the name of Jesus. We must remember that prayer is a two-way conversation with God, and always start our prayer by acknowledging God for who He is, His love, His grace and mercy toward us, and His ability and willingness to meet our need. We should pray with confidence, assured that God will grant our righteous supplication in accordance with His will. When we pray, there should be no doubt or uncertainty in our heart, because doubt or uncertainty will prevent us from receiving what we are asking from God. We must believe and know that it is God's will to give us His children who are called by His name and are obedient to Him every good thing and not to withhold them from us. We should always have the right expectation revealed in Mark eleven twenty four. Believe that we have received it and we shall have it. When we pray, we should be specific and avoid convoluted, long-winded prayers that may impress people because they certainly do not impress God. We should always take the time to be silent before God after we pray and give Him as much time to respond as we take to pray. Finally, after we pray, we should take the right godly action if there is one to take, so we can properly position ourselves before God and at the place of His provision. Sometimes, this may mean being physically in the right place, where His response or provision will manifest, as we saw with the example of Abraham's servant Eliza in Genesis 24:11. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus, our Lord. I thank you for the imperishable seed of your word that has been planted in the hearts of the listeners concerning effective prayer. You are the gardener. Tend to your word and cause it to bear fruit in their hearts and lives. Elevate them to a deeper and more intimate relationship with you, I pray. Amen. We would like to hear from you. Please send your emails to godlyreflection at gmail.com and visit our YouTube channel, Godly Reflection Network, and see for yourself how God confirms and backs up His Word through His servant and GRN in this nation and around the world. I am the servant of God. President and founder of Godly Reflection Network USA, wishing you God's grace and peace. Till we meet again on the next broadcast or at one of our Holy Spirit-led services or seminars.